In true rags to riches fashion, the 2022 Indie Hit Stray is getting a full-on film adaptation from Annapurna Animation. We'll get into all the details so far. And a new Nintendo Switch could be closer than we think. We're going to talk about all this stuff and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of Gaming News Weekly, the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're bringing you all the biggest news in the video game industry. Check us out on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services everywhere. Just got to remember those three little letters, baby. GNW, and you'll have this sweet show coming at you. My name is E-Rock the Red, joined every single week by this gentleman right here. Full clip. What's going on, dude? How are you? Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of it's it one a little of those bit. Nights. I'm one say, of those been, nights, dude. Yeah, it's one of those nights. It's one of those weeks. It's been a long one. But how are you doing? I'm, I'm fantastic, dude. Yeah, it is. It has been a long week. And it's getting closer to the end of the week. And the NFL season starts up this weekend. Oh, yeah. uh, as we speak, there's a game on right now. Um, so it's all happening, dude. It's, it's, it's exciting. Nice. Your team play this week? Uh, the Buffalo Bills play on Monday night, September 11th, in New York. So it should be uh, it should be an event. So sweet, excited. Yeah, yeah. What's new with you? Anything fun? Anything cool? You know, as far as like games, I got into. I did not play as much Baldur's Gate three as I had intended this week. I don't think I even touched it. Um, wow. I just had a couple of those nights where I just wanted to drink a couple beers, play something I don't necessarily need to really be into and remember yeah. a lot of storyline and stuff. So I actually jumped back into Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Nice. And it's been fun. Yeah, they've added some new modes in the little month or two hiatus I took since unlocking the uh, final camo. And uh, the one that I was surprised most by was Armored Gunfight. You familiar with the gunfight mode? Yeah. Yeah, so like 2v2, very, very small, round-based, uh, capture the flag in the middle once the timer mm -hmm. runs out. And this is uh, this is that, but it adds in like three pads or whatever they call them, oh, or yeah, plates sure. of armor from like Warzone. I'm usually like I like hardcore, which is the exact <laughs> opposite, where it's like right. almost one hit kill with any gun. Um, so this adds a layer of complication. But I played a few matches and absolutely kicked their asses, and it was nice. Nice, that's fun. Um, yeah, I was just gonna buy a uh, a new hard drive for my PlayStation. I was like. Yeah, once I get this, I could, um, you know, fill it right up with uh, <laughs> right. Modern Warfare 2 or whatever back on there. So there were some sales on Labor Day, and I just, I've been, like, waiting to, to, like, I keep going back and forth on whether I should buy two terabyte or one terabyte extension. And I'm like, because the prices aren't that different, but, yeah. um, yes, I don't know. I don't know. For the good ones, it's a pretty big jump. Like, if I, I could get away with getting a decent one with a two terabyte under 100 but like for the the really good ones, the two terabytes are still maybe like one fifty, one sixty. So yeah, yeah. So is that but SSDs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, you gotta go with those for the speed. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so easy. Like the uh, the PlayStation Five has like the extendable um, slot, so you just pop it right in there. Um, but yeah, I was that was my first thought. I was like, yeah, I could put uh, I could put Modern Warfare on there and uh, yeah. and, and check that out again. 
Um, so yeah, we'll see. Maybe next, maybe next week I'll, uh, I'll pull the trigger and get that going. Um, dude. Yeah. I had a similar week where I was just not like, well, I, I was, a, I had a very busy week where I didn't get the time that I wanted to, to play games. Um, and when I did have time to play it, like I was just playing, I played, um, Sea of Stars. I played some of that. Uh, I know we talked about that last week. Uh, and even that, like, I keep thinking about it. It's such a great game, dude. It, I definitely, I think you'll, I think you'll like it. It's, it flows so great. The story's fantastic. Um, it just has like a beautiful like hook to like keep you wanting to play. And I've been thinking about that every single day. And then yesterday I was like, all right, I'm not gonna play Sea of Stars. Starfield just came out. I'm gonna play that. And like something happened where it, my download didn't go through. So like. I didn't end up playing that, which is a bummer. I really wanted to have that locked and loaded to talk about today. Um, and then on top of that, like, anytime I want to play it, my kid is obsessed with Minecraft, and it's on the Xbox. So, like, he's always playing on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, so, what I did play, I played a bunch on my Steam Deck. I played a game we're going to talk about in the new release. It's a game called Fay Farm. So, I'll wait, and I'll, I'll share my thoughts when we get to that in our yeah. new releases. But, um Oh, well, I had a little bit of a similar experience here. There's a service that we go through to get keys, and there's one that's a little more elusive. They're a little more picky about who they give keys to. I mm. actually got accepted for one that I wanted to be here talking about today, Pool Cleaning Simulator, but they gave me a duplicate key. Oh, nice. Did you, um, had you checked it out yet? Nope, haven't had a chance. So I reported it on that site, and I even sent the developers a uh, quick email just to see if they could get the ball rolling and get me a key that hasn't been used already. But right. so far, I haven't heard back from anybody. Maybe oh, next no. week I'll talk about it. I dude, I all I was looking at that one a bunch too because I was like, okay, so with simulator games, there's that line where it's it's either like a well-made game um, or it's just a cash grab piece of shit. <laughs> and like I was looking at their background, uh, if they've had like what games they've had in the past. And they haven't had any of the classic, you know, simulator games that we might have played. I think they have one, like, house uh, something. I don't know, Builder or something like that. And, yeah, um, yeah the reputation was, uh, it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't, like, garbage, like, shovelware. So, you know, I'm excited to, if you get it figured out, if you, you know, <laughs> let, let me know how that game is. Yeah. All right. Should we get into our new releases? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. These are our new releases from this past week. All right, the first two I'm just going to touch on because we've, we've talked about them ad nauseum the last couple of weeks. Baldur's Gate 3 uh, came out on the PlayStation 5. Um, you've heard a lot about Baldur's Gate 3 from here, from pretty much everywhere. But I just wanted to talk about it. Um, from everything I'm hearing, it runs amazingly on the PS5. I saw an article today say it's basically just the PC version at, like, ultra settings. Like, that it is just running beautifully. Um, it's currently at a 97 on Metacritic, so it's even higher than the PC version. Um, and then, another note, it's cross-save. So, I thought, I was like, should I buy a copy on the PS5? I'm like, oh no, not yet. Maybe, maybe soon. Because, dude, if I could just play like on the beautiful, you know, with the beautiful PS5 settings after playing just entirely on the Steam Deck, mm -hmm. it's gonna be amazing. Um, and then just to be able to 
carry my game over and not have to start over and stuff like that. So I was like, we'll see. We'll see. So I don't know. I've never bought a, a game, a full-priced game, twice before. I've purchased yeah. a game again on sale and stuff like that. But to, to buy a $70 game or whatever twice is, I don't know, dude. Or, yeah. I think it was only $60 on the PC, right? Yeah. Well, I'd like to see you go full circle here. Get the PlayStation version, then go get the PlayStation Portal so that you can like play on the toilet with uh, that handheld <laughs> version again. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, back to square one. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then the next one also came out on this on the 6th of September, Starfield uh, for Xbox X, S, and PC. We talked about this a lot last week when the reviews came out. Um, you know, the brand-new Bethesda game, uh, I did see that. So far, 6 million players have played the game and um, over 1 million concurrent players at launch. It's Xbox, or, uh, Bethesda's biggest launch game yet. So, um, yeah, I really wanted to get in there and, and mess around with it, but I haven't gotten a chance to. But, um, you know, maybe this week. Maybe this week. Yeah. yeah. Same here. I'll wait till they iron out some of the bugs and grab it on Game Pass. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of... Um, a lot of gameplay, a lot of videos on YouTube and TikTok and stuff like that. I did see one I thought was funny uh, and very interesting. Someone put 20,000 potatoes in the cabin of their ship. Yeah. Did you see this? And yeah. Um, yeah. it was just all it really did was show off the um, like the the physics and how like when the potatoes come falling out, each potato that he put in there is a separate entity and it moves and then the door closes and they all move. And it's, it was very, very impressive. Um, what, how, you know, I know like Bethesda is always really good about that. Like making each item in the world have its own space and be its own thing. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. And the next one, Fay farm came out September 8th on Nintendo switch and PC. So this, um, I did get a review copy of this game which is it's not what i would normally play but i've been like really getting into those ones like the you know the simulator games the house like something where it's just like i can shut my brain off and do some tasks and then just um you know just kind of go through this world and this is kind of what i was hoping this would be it's, it reminds me of like a um like a stardew valley or an Animal Crossing type, one of those situations. Um, it's like, a, it's a farming game, basically, except it does have magical things in it. Now, I've put about, I think maybe, I'm at about six hours in, and um, it's, it's, it's checking some of those boxes for me. So it has, starts off, has this character creation, um, a limited character creation, you know, it's like a little cutesy thing. Yeah. Kind of like a, a my sim type thing, one of those, uh, or like uh, you know, the Nintendo Mies or whatever. Um, and then you go through and you're just learning how to farm in this world and do all these and fish and catch bugs, and you have these magical animals that you could raise and, and get food from them and, and dye them different colors, and then um, it's so d during all this. It, it was it was fine. It was a little bit, like, too um, simplified. It's kind of to the point where I was, I was getting a little bored with some of it at some points. Now, I know that's kind of the whole point of this. It's not supposed to be action-packed, you know? But um, I was waiting for that, that magic 
aspect to come in, you know, where it's like there's this land of fairies and you got to like do all this stuff. Um, so then it enters where you could go in these dungeons and then it starts opening up to more where it's kind of becomes like a, a dungeon crawler where you got to collect mm -hmm. gems and and then make these potions. And I'm just like right at the tip. I just started getting to that part of it. Um, so I will I'll report back on how it changes the game. But as it is now, like it's a very I mean, it's exactly what you would expect from one of those games. It's not very new or innovative. It's it does it all very well. You know, there's no bugs or, or anything like that. Um, but it's it's simple. It doesn't add, you know, the fishing is as you would expect, you know. And sometimes it takes a little bit long. I'll be fighting a fish for the longest time. I think I need to upgrade my fishing pole maybe is what that's oh, yeah. telling me. But um, you can make friends with all these characters. The characters are kind of annoying. There's no, like, voices, but they all, like, giggle, like, all the time. And I'm just like, stop giggling so much. Um and then there's romances that you can do. I haven't gotten that point yet, but I'm sure, like, coming off of Baldur's Gate 3, it's not going to be much like yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, it's exactly what you would expect from one of these games. If you're in the market for, like, a cozy farm-type game with a little bit more, I, I think that's what you'd expect. The one thing that I don't know what... So it's a $60 Nintendo Switch game. It's $59.99 for this game. And I don't know if it's worth $60. Now, I didn't pay for it. Um, so, you know, I it depends on, on you know, how badly you want to, to get into one of these games. I could see somebody playing this game and getting their money's worth out of it for sure. Because, you know, I'm just at the, the very tip of this thing and I've, you know, put in a bunch of hours and like, I still could, I can only craft a certain number of things. Like you have to find recipes and then discover items. And as you do that, you can create more and more things. Um, but it's also, and then I think it's $40 on PC. So a, a big difference there, oh, but um, that's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it, I think they got some pushback from um, fans uh, or, or people that were wanting to play it. And I think, they had a little bit, this is my guess, they were able to mess with the price a little bit more on the, you know, the PC one later. Because it, up until very recently, it was still $60 on mm, both. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know. But, yeah, and, and the, another cool aspect that I haven't done is that you can play with up to, I think, three or four people and, and get in there and do the dungeon crawls and, and crafting and stuff together. So I think that would be cool. It's You could do it online uh, or local, so... It's, it's a fun aspect. Nice. Does this have, like, the day-night cycle adopted from Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon? It does. So okay. in the evening, it kind of prompts you to, to sleep. Um, and then, you know, your quests will either, you know, trigger. I, I didn't play uh, any Harvest Moon or whatever, so I don't know. But, yeah, it, it definitely does. And, like, there's, yeah, more, things that are different in the night as they are in the day and that sort of yeah. thing. So. Yeah, that's um, always the part that kind of takes it from really chill game that you could play in the background. Is sometimes you feel a bit of a time crunch there, right? And this one is great about that time crunch in that when it asks you to do a quest or you do something, like there's no time limit. You could just mess around, do whatever, and um, eventually you know get it done, which is kind of cool. Because uh, for a while I was just exploring, I seeing how like if I could break the game really, because you have this jump. 
like where you don't have jump in a lot of these games. And so you could jump up like these cliffs and go to like this area, but they have like, there's these poisonous gases and stuff that kind of block you from going any further. Um, but it's pretty funny. Like you could jump right into the water, which I keep doing when I'm going to fish. I'll accidentally like jump into the water, fall into uh, the water. It's kind of annoying, but then you dive around like you're like a dolphin. It's really weird. So yeah, Fay Farm. If you're if if uh, you know if you're like into the cozy uh, games, go check it out. All right, and then last up, NBA 2K24 came out on September 8th on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, XS, Nintendo Switch, and PC. NBA basketball, baby. What more do we have to say? You got the new pro play technology to make it seem more authentic uh, visually. I guess as we just say, and then the my career mode, my team mode, my NBA mode. I don't know what any of those do, but I do know this: you can play basketball on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there something controversial about this one? Because you know, the weirdest thing I'll probably ever say about this is that I overheard somebody today talking to his friend about whether or not they were going to pick up this game. And they said, like, oh, I can see why they would do that, you know, for money. I don't know if I'm going to get the new 2K if it's like that. I don't know. I couldn't find anything. I did see, like, the Steam reviews. Like, I think there was only, like, 15 of them or whatever. But it was ne- they were all, like, negative. I think it was hmm. down to, like, like, 15% positive reviews or whatever. And so I don't know specifically what happened. I don't know if it's, like, a, you know, a pay-to-win type situation or if it's just you know, the same recycled shit as previous years, which, I mean, yeah. it's always been all these 2K games, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big basketball fan, so I don't really pay attention much. What about you? You like basketball? Yeah, not really. Yeah, no. Not in video game form, anyway. Yeah, you shoot some hoops out there. Yeah, go maybe. down, take the kids <laughs> to, to the schoolyard. Yeah. Show them how it's done. Exactly. All right, well, those were our new releases from this past week. Let's talk about some news, baby. All right, our top story is a secret Nintendo Switch 2 in the works. It seems that way. At Gamescom, there were behind-closed-doors, hands-on with this Switch 2. They were showing... um, like an upgraded version of the Zelda Breath of the Wild and the uh, the Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 tech demo uh, during some of these events. And supposedly, um, it's on par with PS5 and Xbox uh, series consoles. So, you know, what do you think of this? Yeah, it sounds interesting. Uh, do you think they're going to re-release Breath of the Wild in this new form? That's, I mean, it seems, it was one of my first thoughts. So, like, they had this this demo, and it was, like, an improved version of the game. And I'm like, why why would you choose that one to do this for? Especially when you got Tears of the Kingdom, which came out probably, you know, a little bit uh, higher specs and that sort of thing. So, it just seems interesting, because it was running at a higher frame rate and resolution than the... Um, the first game was um so yeah i don't know if this is going to be the question when we're talking about the switch to ultimately is what does this mean for backwards compatibility you know are they going to be re-releasing some of these classic games as a like a 
you know, updated, remastered type version? Or will the new Switch give it some sort of a, you know, a boost if you play some of these older ones? So um, one of the things, so the demo that they played was said to have been using the NVIDIA DLS upscaling technology, I'm finding out here. Um, it's got advanced ray tracing enabled and visuals comparable to Sony and Microsoft current gen. Um, I guess what it is, this is the deep learning super sampling. It's a feature exclusive to NVIDIA graphics cards. On PC, it works by using AI to upscale the resolution of games, effectively allowing developers to achieve higher graphical settings and better frame rates on weaker hardware. So um, they said at any normal screen distance, it looks almost as good as the real thing. So I thought that was pretty interesting that they're they're using this, this hardware to kind of make everything look much, you know, better than it than it might possibly be so yeah i don't know i don't know what this is going to mean yeah, yeah I'm, I'd, I'd be interested to see if to get more details on this and know if this is more of like a finished production model because i think we had heard that the whatever's going to be the credit or the the successor to the switch that development consoles have gone out to some of the major players in the mm -hmm. industry but you know, those might look like a toaster compared to whatever the Switch 2 is oh, going to actually sure. look like. Right. So I, I'd be interested to see if, if anything ends up leaking from that. But I, yeah. I assume it's probably pretty tightly knit around there. Yeah, especially, I mean, Gamescom was what? It was like, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And we're just finding yeah. out about it now. Um, but yeah, what uh, some other information they just said that um, apparently the this new console can be used in portable mode and has an LCD screen as opposed to the OLED screen. Um, it also comes with a cartridge slot for physical games. Um, so that's pretty much all we know right now from, from this information. So, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, So we talked about it yeah, not too long ago when there was this rumor going around. And more specifically about the time frame. And I think it was after um the next fiscal year so we were saying like april 2024 as early as it would possibly come out so you know when you think about it it's, it's not too far away so i'm sure we'll be getting more and more news updates um as the year uh goes by so yeah it's really gonna there's so many people at nintendo switches right now and for them to make that jump to a new one you're gonna. I think you gotta have. You think you gotta be able to play these older Nintendo games. Yeah, um, especially when your console itself with the LCD is. It's gonna feel like a little bit of a backstep. I'm not sure that people right. who play Nintendo consoles are as concerned with graphics as they would be like just the overall package there when it comes yep. to that OLED versus LCD screen. Yep, I totally agree. Um, yeah, what I mean, what like, what do you need that? that higher i mean i guess it's for the people that have this the the switch as their main console you know that are missing out on a lot of those titles but i feel like there's not a ton of those people that are excited to play like you know mortal Kombat or or you know grand theft auto or whatever on, on the nintendo switch so yeah. but as we're seeing like the rise of more and more like handheld devices and stuff like that this could be more of a more targeting like the Steam Deck and that sort of thing. If you got a high-end handheld console, as 
not worrying so much about the docked version of it, that might be the market that they're trying to, to take, you know? Yeah. But I guess time will tell. So we'll uh, we'll make sure we, we report any news that we do here regarding that. All right, next up. By now, we're all aware of the ongoing SAG-AFTRA TV and film strike. Um, well, the strike may soon be expanding into the world of video games. SAG-AFTRA, that's the, the union that, that the all the, you know, the actors and, and um, production people are, are in. And they're calling on their members to vote on whether or not the union should... Um, declare a strike for video game actors and performers. Now, that's basically all this is right now. Um, that goes, the voting closes September 25th on whether or not they want to, you know, stand in solidarity with the, um, you know, the current actors and, and production people in the TV and film industry. And I think it's, I mean, it's, I think it's a good idea. Go get paid, you know. Um, these guys are, are, doing the same thing as TV and film people, even more so now with um, motion capture and stuff like that. And like, you know, they're, they got these people hanging from lawyers, you know, with balls yeah. all over their face and not in the good way. Yeah. And a lot of the concern I think comes down to AI, just like it, uh, the, the mm -hmm. conversation is going with uh, the film and movie production, stuff like that. Yep. They Have you seen like what the AI voices are capable of right now? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But I do ultimately think that it would be bad for the quality of these games. If you're not getting like mm -hmm. that real, I don't know. I don't know if this is just like the old man, you know, yelling at the cloud, but I do feel like you miss out on some of that real, either the emotion or the, you know, by, by cutting out a, a real person. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a degree, maybe there's a, a good place where they can meet in the middle. Because I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing that they could, you know, say they want to make DLC for the game, but the actor is fairly compensated, the voice actor or something, is fairly compensated uh, a good sum of money to let them make new lines for the game down the road so they don't have to get all these voice actors back into a studio to make new lines. As long as yeah. they're compensated for the work that would be done with their digital likeness, I guess, I could see that being an okay thing. Yeah, it could be, and but it does it does kind of create that you know that's it's a slippery slope from that point. You know, it's like what is a fair compensation, and what is the amount of like like how much compensation you need for how much we can use your likeness going forward. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely like a, 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 a you know could it's it's interesting when we talk about this AI. Because it's something that we've never had to really deal with before. But yeah, so the union is asking for um, the same wage increases for video game performers as those in TV and film. Um, and then artificial intelligence protections around consent, control, transparency, and compensation. Uh, On-camera performers to be given rest periods of five minutes per hour. Um, <laughs> then set medics. Uh, prohibition against stunts. Uh, on performers' self-taped auditions and protections against vocal stress. Some crazy stuff that seems common sense to me to have in there. Um, but yeah, it's um, just real quick. Uh, Fran Drescher, she's the uh, president of SAG-AFTRA, also the nanny. Um, she said, these are largely the same fights, 
over the same issues and members are stronger together. By standing shoulder to shoulder to shoulder and in solidarity, we multiply our strength and send a clear and unmistakable message to all of our employers. We will not be exploited without fair terms that protect our members and respect their contributions. Employers should not have the benefit of our members' services. So, yeah, this is this could this could happen, and it's gonna. I mean, right now I keep saying. Um, so I do. If those of you who are not familiar, I do another podcast. It's about new television shows coming out. It's called First Steps. Go check it out if you like TV shows. And um, we're already talking about what we're gonna do soon when there's no new content coming out and it's uh it's real interesting it's kind of for someone like myself who you know gets it, uh, anxiety with all of the the stuff to consume that i want to consume like i could go back and watch some of these shows or movies that i um you know that i might have missed because of all the new content coming out and i kind of feel the same way if this does happen in the video game industry as far as now this is most likely will be for the big studios, you know, WB and and uh, EA and all sorts of things. So either A, it's going to get more eyes on indie games, you know, that don't that aren't affected by this, um, or it's going to get me, you know, get me into that backlog, which I desperately yeah. need to to get into. I think it's worth pointing out that this isn't necessarily affecting the whole gaming industry. Um, and a lot of the problems that we hear on a week-to-week basis here about what's going on and how people are getting screwed. Because we're just talking about the actors here. Uh, we're not necessarily talking about the developers behind these games who face crunch, uh, death threats, everything else. Um, there there needs to be something, somebody fighting for their side of things, I think, as well. Um, but that's probably a separate conversation. Sure. But when it comes down to delays and things like that, yeah, it's it's going to be a mixed bag of what gets delayed, what's already been you know recorded, and what just needs to be developed further, things like that. Yeah, because right now the way they're doing it in the, in the TV and film industry is that these actors can go um, and work on indie films and indie shows and stuff like that as long as they're not part of a major studio. And I could see that you know maybe some of these bigger name. Uh, stars in the video game world going and doing some, you know, indie passion projects or something, or or lending their their voice to some of these indie non-big studio things. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, September 25th is when the voting closes, like I said. So we'll know more. If if they're going to strike, we'll know that day. So uh, we'll talk about it more then. All right, and last week we talked about all the big upcoming games to Game Pass. But real quick, the official Game Pass announcement for September came out. Um, three games. That's all we need when you've got Starfield as one of them. Lies of P coming out September 19th. And then Solar Ash comes out September 14th from the uh, creators of Hyper Light Drifter. Um, so, yeah, I, the more I keep seeing about Lies of P, there was like a, just a, a video showing like a, all the weapons and stuff in the game. Dude, I'm excited. I'm excited. That's like uh, just, you know, less than two weeks away. So, yeah. I, I was excited for Starfield, too, and I haven't played that yet. So, I don't know. We'll see, man. Yeah, so much to play. So little time. I just, I'm just i just always going to keep blaming uh, Baldur's Gate for, for eating <laughs> up all my time, you know? But, yeah, Lies of P, I'm definitely excited for. This Solar Ash looks pretty good, too. All right, next up, another video game movie was announced. And 
I um, did not expect this one. Out of all the possible video game adaptations, um, Stray was announced. For, uh, Annapurna Interactive's video game Stray, about a cute little cat in a world of robots, was announced to be created into a uh, an animated movie from Annapurna's animation branch. Um, what what are your what are your thoughts? I haven't actually played the game, so I really don't know what to expect, but I can see this as a really good adaptation. I was thinking like a whole Netflix series or something. Yeah, it could. I mean, it could be really well done, especially um, whatever type of animation they use, because in the game, like it's it's a dark world that and the highlight is this cute cat in a world of, you know, robots. And um, it's bleak. Um, but it has hope, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see what this, um, what this is all about. A quote from, um, from this studio that says, this is a game that's all about what makes us human and there are no humans in it. It's a buddy comedy about a cat and a robot and there's such a hilarious dynamic. So there's comedy inherent in this, but there's not one human being in this movie. I think it's one of the reasons why the game was incredibly popular. That you're seeing the world through the point of view of an adorable cat. So, yeah, cats to it. They're big right now. Real big. Um, they also He also added that the style-wise, the film will take on hope punk aesthetics. Have you ever heard of this term, hope, hope punk? punk? No. Yeah. No, me neither. Um, but it says that it highlights positivity, kindness, and optimism as rebellious weapons. It says, I love that term, hope punk. I think if we are going to do this adaptation justice, this is going to be the first and greatest hope punk movie that's ever been made. So, yeah, okay, that was new sense. to me. Yeah, same here. Um, but, yeah, it's being done by Nick Bruno, who previously directed uh, Nimona. Uh, from Annapurna, it was most recently released on uh, Netflix. Which, if you haven't seen it, watch Nimona because it's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for um, for Stray. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm really excited to see what the animation looks like. Cause it's gonna be robots and you know, dark yeah. world and cute cats. It'll probably be my inspiration to actually go find a copy of the game and play it. There you go. You've, I'm sure you've got time. All right, Alone in the Dark reboot has been delayed. We're hearing a lot about these uh, these delays lately. Um, this one was done just because there's so much good stuff out. Um, so it was initially supposed to come out October 25th, which would make sense, dude. You know, it's right before Halloween, spooky. But Alan Wake 2 is coming out. Spider-Man 2 is coming out. So... Um, THQ Nordic said, Hey, let's not mess with this. Let's move it to January 16th, 2024. You know, when things are just as spooky (laughs) right in the middle of winter. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny because we were talking about like, were, were the wrestle quest delays because of this possibly, or get it out of that cluster of other games. This one would have made a lot more sense to come out around, you know, October than January, I think, but um, yeah, yeah, a lot of competition at that time. I don't. I guess I don't blame them. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, they said our intention is to avoid competing with the it, with the wake of Alan's epic release and to evade the dazzling skyline of cities adorned by the graceful swings of Spider-Man. We aim to truly remain as alone in the dark as possible. 
Uh, to honor this, the spine-chilling horror game has been rescheduled to unveil its horrors on January 16th, 2024. This extension will serve a dual purpose. Not only will it permit us to meticulously perfect the gaming experience, but it will also grant us the opportunity to fully immerse ourselves in the remarkable releases of October. Yeah, what a... Uh, you know, what a great little uh, quote that was. It was very uh, flowery and it yeah. was exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's um, January 16th. I, I was excited for this one. We talked about it recently when they showed the cast. Um, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to get in there and be alone in the dark, baby. Um, but, yeah, we've been seeing it a lot with... Uh, with a lot of these games getting moved around all willy nilly. And sometimes you wonder if it's from like, you know, they're just fixing some bugs or whatever. If sometimes they're just afraid of the competition and this yeah. year specifically, I mean, there's been a lot of huge competitions. So this is probably one of the greatest years of video games, um, that I'll, that in my memory. So yeah, I don't blame them. Start strong. Yeah. Next year, January sixteenth, and if nothing else, they're honest. Exactly, I like. I, that's why THQ Nordic is one of my favorites, dude. They make some weird stuff, and they and they're honest, and they have these flowery quotes. All right, next up, a new game alert, new role playing game alert, a new steampunk role playing game alert. New Arc Line is this game. Um, it looks really, really cool. So it's a turn-based game um, where you have like a party and you go through and you fight crazy-looking monsters. Uh, it's a single-player game, story-driven role-playing game. It says, uh, the new world looms on the horizon, the shining city of progress, and the last beacon of hope in your search for a cure to your family's fatal disease. The whole family has a fatal disease you don't hear about usually it's just one person um but you'll soon discover that the city's beauty runs only skin deep tensions growing between different factions in the world of arcane magic and steampunk gadgets the rich exploiting the poor the humanoid hunting the monstrous and in the middle of it all you a stranger in a strange land unaware of the role you have to play in shaping the future of this world exciting stuff right here man yeah yeah, I'd like to see a little more gameplay of this. The trailer looks pretty cool, but it, it looks kind of early on. It's Rick not really does. showing you how you control the characters. And I'm on this Baldur's Gate 3 kick. It's opening me, me up to more games. This seems like something sort of in that style when I see Absolutely. the four party characters running around together. But they also look like they're kind of on a grid together, and I'm not sure how it's all going to work gameplay-wise. It's going to kind of snap and feel good. Right. It's to, and, and Yeah, in this post Baldur's Gate 3 world, man, when you have a game like this that is a turn-based role-playing game, um, and they do say that it is a turn-based tactical role-playing game, so there might be um, grid movement uh, about that because they say that um, it says fight head-on and brute force your way through encounters or observe and analyze each situation and come up with cunning strategies to conquer even seemingly overwhelming odds. It's a plethora of skills, spells, crafting recipes, and consumables at your disposal to turn the tide of battle in your favor. So it does sound like you have options to play it however you want to play it. Now, that being said, it's got it like, again, Baldur's Gate 3 nailed it like perfected this battle where you can play it how you want to play it. So it's going to be tough. Um, this is going to have to come out long enough after that game. So we've kind of forgotten yeah. about it, 
or just get it really nailed as, as far as the gameplay because the the visuals look fantastic already and like you said it does look early on um but like the characters like there's a steampunk guy with big fists like punching yeah. stuff and it seems really cool um some some bullet points to create your own character as a human elf dwarf or giant um you got to gather a party of a bunch of people and you learn their stories and uh you know help them out so that's a whole thing uh and then there's six character classes 12 subclasses says um Will you master the, the secrets of magic to incinerate enemies as a hellfire occultist? Curse them with your mystical voodoo abilities or assist your allies as a celestial sage? All this stuff sounds great. Or steampunk mechanic or diesel punk engineer. I'm like, yeah, dude, sign me up for this game right now. I'm excited to see yeah. what this is. Like, I love the whole, everything I'm reading here. So hopefully it, they could, you know, make something great with this. Um, it's going to be out for PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC some point in the future. And last up, we've been talking about nostalgia in games the last few weeks. Here's another one. Gargoyles Remastered is coming to consoles October 19th. Are you familiar with the Gargoyles? Yeah, I remember the cartoon. I okay. don't remember playing the game, though. All right. Yes, I um, loved the cartoon. It was like one of my favorite cartoons because it was like... It was a superhero cartoon before, like, superheroes were really mainstream, you know? Um, yeah. I think we had, like, X-Men back then or whatever. But, um, and it was, and it had, like, a story. It had an ongoing story, which you didn't often see, again, except for X-Men. But, um, I, yeah, I never had a Sega Genesis. So this was a Sega Genesis game. Uh, so, yeah, now I could play the Gargoyles game. So it, it what's cool about it still, it, same thing as, like, we talked about Rugrats last week, where you could switch yeah. between the different versions. This also does it. You could play as the in the original 16-bit mode, where it's the Sega Genesis game, or you can switch it to this new remastered graphics thing um, just on the fly. You could just switch it uh, whenever. The new HD remastered one looks, I don't know, it looks great. I understand there's, you know, people like this classic, this retro stuff. But that HD remastered look, it looked fantastic. It was beautiful. It looked like the cartoon, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be uh, uh, looking into this one at some point. Um, it is, let's see. Oh, it also has, did you see that? It has an instant rewind feature. So, like, um, oh, you know, cool. you, yeah, you mess up and you just rewind it and just uh, get back in there. So, it's got... Um, the original voice actor, Keith David, reprising his role as one of the Gargoyles. Um, yeah, so it's going to be out on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC um, October 19th. Yeah. So You love to see it. If you're going to do a, a remaster of like something like this, this is the way to do it. Give people not just like the ROM you downloaded off of the right. website that you're trying to shut down. Exactly. Actually, give some more value. Put some more work into it to make it worth buying. Love to see it. Yeah, yeah, and this was like I think this is one of those, um, you know, those cult classic like cartoons that that uh, lingered on. Um, so I'm excited to see how this one does and and how well it sells. Because if it does well, I mean, we've been seeing it pretty regularly with these older titles coming up. We could be seeing a lot more of them in the in the near future. So yeah, 
And this is from Disney. This is a Disney Games one. So, um, yeah, they got a lot. They got a big, uh, they got a bunch of shit that they could be making. All right. Uh, you got anything else you want to chat about? I think that's it. We did it, dude. I like it. I like that. Um, all right. Thanks so much for checking out this week's episode of Gaming News Weekly. Go check us out on YouTube. We're on, on there. Uh, you can find this show at Pop Culture Playground on YouTube. You can find full clip over at GameFAQ, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. Uh, you can also check out all our stuff on Fruit Lab. It's a great website where you can post video game content, watch video game content, and earn a cryptocurrency called Pips in the process. And, um, and then check out the podcast version of this show. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Gaming News Weekly. Type in GNW or Gaming News Weekly, and you'll have this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe. That way you'll just have it, bam, waiting for you every Monday morning, 7 a.m. You got it in your box, ready to go. Start your work week with all the video game news. Uh, you, you can also check us out on Instagram and TikTok if you want to stay informed every single day. There's new stuff coming out. I think we got it all. Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. He said it. All right, let's get out of here. That's everything. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.